This episode of The Diablo Show is brought to you in part by The Loot Pinata, exclusively at frogpants.com store. Support this show in the best way you know how and get some really cool stuff in the process at frogpants.com store. Oh my God, Scott. This is Leah calling from, you know, hell. And uh, I was just wondering uh, where you'd like to see uh, the next Diablo game go, you know, like what new places in Sanctuary. So yeah, bye-bye. So public rifts, let's talk about those for a second. Or as I like to call them, hey guys, wait up. <laughs> you have to pardon me from borrowing a phrase I already uttered on Twitter. But um, yeah, public rifts are clearly the best way to get through your paragons in terms of speed. Like if your goal is to get in at 70 and start cranking through paragon levels and just gear, gear, gear. And you don't have three other permanent friends that can just be with you anytime you need them. It really is the way to go. Right? You get in there. There's a rift already going. Unless you're on the BTR. I'll explain that later. And you go. And you run. And you get it. And you do stuff. And you, and you, and you kick A. And once in a while, you end up with some jerk losers. But rarely. I mean, that's the beauty of the game. Is if somebody gets... DC'd or something. It's really no harm or no foul. Everybody's, you know, difficulty sets to a place they can deal with when there are only two or three of them or even one of them. And uh, more people that come on, well, then the, all the merrier and all the more difficult and all the more cool stuff can drop, right? It's a great way to play. I love that it's in the game and I love that it's a part of the mythos of the current build. But there is those times. There are those times. There is those times. There is that time. There are those times. When things get a little hectic, you would like to slow down, smell the roses a little bit, check out that sweet glowy orange drop that just put, got put in your bag, or quickly check and make sure you've got the right thing equipped. Maybe you forgot, or you need to switch out a spell. Oh, shoot, this is my solo farming on normal spell. I need to swap this out for another ability, so I need to do that real quick. Hey, guys, wait up. Now, you can teleport to people and all that's just fine. You know, they've given you ways to deal with it, to deal with this problem. But man, they get ahead of you sometimes. Slow down, man. Breathe it in. Let Diablo wash over you like a warm, sweaty, hellish, demonic breeze. Right? There are times I'm in a bigger hurry than the people I'm playing with, too. So I suppose it's all relative. But there, I just, yesterday I was in a rift. I just, this is why it's fresh in my mind. And they were just running like there was something on fire. I don't know. It's a small thing. But that's why play with your friends if you can. You got friends? Play with them. Scott, this is not the real Deckard Kane. I apologize for my absence, but I've been spending so much time on the PTR. I have to ask you, though, would you make a PTR character, and what are your thoughts on playing on it? I did. I made a PTR character, copied, well, so I started, it's really really weird after you have to, how you have to copy a character over to the PTR. It's kind of a strange few hoops to jump through, and I also ran into a lot of connect, connection problems with the PTR on the first day. To be expected. It's PTR. It's basically beta, right? So I didn't expect it to be perfect, but I got in there. And the way you have to do it, for those not in the know, first you download and install the PTR. It's a separate load of the game, so make sure you got space for it and whatever. Um, log in. You create a level one character. Name him. You know, pick your class, name the guy, hit next, and then it'll take you to the screen where you can start to play. And it's going to do all the newbie stuff again. Like, it's going to show you all the help screens of this is what's new in 2.0 loot and this is why reaper of souls is cool and check out adventure mode and they they make you do all that again it also goes into that eternal uh, achievement oh no this is later so here's okay sorry let me back this up a little bit so you get to that point now there's a copy to ptr option up in the upper left excuse me upper right hand corner and you choose what region you're copying your characters from and it will pull everybody from that region so i'm in the americas so I chose that, and it pulled every character I have on over. 
Uh, you can only do this once every 24 hours, by the way. So you have the idea that you're going to delete them all and then do it again. You're going you're gonna to have to wait. Anyway, uh, did that. And uh, then it kicks you out to the login screen as if it didn't work. Then you have to exit the game. Launch the game again from the launcher. I do it from the... Uh, I assume that's all... Isn't that one permanently and always... Or has been for a long time permanently tied into the... The Battle.net launcher. The way WoW is starting this week or... Whatever it is. I don't know. That's what I use. But anyway, I launch it from there. Boom, I'm in again. And now I've got all my characters. That level one guy's not even there anymore. Uh, tool tips show up as if you're a newbie, which is kind of funny. You get into the game. Uh, and... Immediately, you are presented with every achievement you've ever gotten in a row. And that was like, that was like forever. That just went forever. Just kept going schling, schling, schling. Which I gotta admit was kind of cool. Just to see how many things I've achieved. Um, I think it's worth doing so you can see some of this new stuff. One of the new things bugged me, which we'll get to later. Okay. It bugged me because I realized that my days of mooch are over. No longer can I suckle at the teat of the collective player base. All right. Let's get it. Whoa. What's going on there? Uh, let's get into some of the stuff. The minutia of the week. You guys see this Hellfire amulet being added to the game? Oh, baby. This is going to be the hot business for, for a lot of players. The Hellfire amulet is being added to the game. It rolls a random passive when crafted. So there's a craftable item and a random passive. You know what that means, right? You understand what that means? Like, it's not just straight up, oh, uh... You know, as long as you have that thing on, you got a new passive slot, basically. That's huge. Huge. So the question is, should you be saving up keys for that for when the pass or for when the patch goes live? And the answer is an unequivocal yes from Blizzard. They said this in the forums. Someone asked, Can I grind Uber keys now and save them for when the patch comes out? He says, Yes, you can. The process for crafting a Hellfire amulet is much uh, or is more or less the same as crafting a Hellfire ring. You'll need to be able to uh, use your existing materials. I say more or less because the recipe is slightly more expensive to purchase. There's only a level 70 version of the item, and in addition to the normal materials required for the ring, you will need 10 forgotten souls to craft the amulet. 10 forgotten souls. That's either 10 lucky rift runs, or that is 10 sharded existing legendaries, folks. Boom! Currency is easier to understand in Sanctuary than it is in the real world, by the way. How many Euro, how many euros to a dollar or the other way around? I don't know. I have no idea. But I know how many forgotten souls I got to get to make this damn ring or this freaking amulet. Anyway, that thing sounds great. I'm pretty stoked about that. More than that, though, I'm excited about greed. You've heard about this? Greed? Greed has been all over the social networks and the Blizzard forums and the whatnot this week. Everyone talking about greed coming to Diablo. And a lot of people thought that was Geed, G-H-E-E-D, from the Diablo 2 days. Do you remember this? I'm going to fill you in. Again, from the forums. Anyone from the Diablo 2 era should remember the item Geed's Fortune. It was a charm. And uh, that will that brings, that sort of, brought them to the point why they were going to explain what greed's domain is and not geeds um and so on and how this how this whole story goes so a few folks have already addressed this but geed and greed are two separate entities there are currently or there's currently references to geed in game kadala is in fact his daughter uh, and she is just as eager to turn a profit greed I don't know, a geed I assume, I assume I'm saying it right geed is a heed without the g is that a g that's silent Anyway, I don't remember. I have not played that game. I have not played Diablo 3 in a long time, nor did I really know Kadalarha over there was uh, was related. Was blood. Greed, on the other hand, is the new boss in the Treasure Goblin realm. You should find and slay Treasure Goblins on the PTR. You should have a chance to venture into the portal he leaves behind 
That's awesome, dude. And challenge her for her bounteous loot. Be sure to give it a try and let us know what you think of the new area and encounter. So there's some screenshots showing up already of people who have popped this in the PTR. You know when your little goblin dude uh, pops his final portal there, right? And he's about to jump through and you barely kill him before he does or he gets through. The way it's supposed to work is you will have a chance of that portal staying up. You'll click on that portal and you are now entered into the realm that little goblin piece of shite came from. And you'll get to fight greed. And there's gold everywhere in there. Just on the floor, everywhere. Just gold everywhere. Vomitous gold. I've not done this yet, but uh, looking forward to that. I don't know that I'll end up playing enough PTR to even see one, though, to be honest. And I'll explain that later when we get to some PTR stuff. It's a long story. I don't know. This is the way I am with betas, too. I I don't want to blow things for me too early. So I'm willing to kind of do a lot of surface checking, dig a little, you know, diggle, dig, diggle, dig around a little bit here and there or diggle. Why not? You ever diggled before? I don't recommend it. Hi, Scott. This is Quan D, uh, level 70 monk. Just wanted to let you know that I love the show. think it's awesome. Um, been playing it for a while since uh, the release of Reaper of Souls, but I've been kind of taking a break because my daughter's got a PS4, so I'm going to get the PS4 version and check out the um, new class there with her. That way, uh, any little story bits that involve him, I'll, I'll still uh, be able to enjoy fresh on the on the, the console. So uh, what do you think about uh, moving over to the console? I know that you said you were going to get it to play with your son. Um, I wonder how many other people are going to do that so they can have some couch fun with Diablo. Thanks. Love the show. I'm I'm going to totally get the the console, the PS4 version to for that very reason I want to play with the kids. I I also think it's good for the show's perspective to kind of have both. And I will if assuming there is a season 2 of the show, you'll hear me talk about it here. Oh, did you hear me say that? Did you hear me say you hear me drop that season's coming up to a close here. We only got two more episodes after this one, folks. In season 1, will it be renewed? Will the network big wigs, will the suits in charge, will they Will they approve another another uh, series? Another will they order another season? Will they? You're gonna have to be uh, you're gonna have to be patient to find out because I don't know yet. We'll see. Things are going really well, but yeah, I just like to hang it over you a little bit. Anyway, yeah, I'm stoked about that because uh, that's fun. That game's really fun on the couch. That's how we played a bunch at BlizzCon, and uh, I never played the uh, the PS3 or, or Xbox versions of the game. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I feel like in the next gen console world, I'm, I'm cool with picking one of those up and it won't change how much I play on the PC though. I'm, I'm guessing that that will still be my primary place to do it. But when there is time for my son and I, for example, or my daughter and I to sit down and just play or all three of us for that matter, uh, we will, we will surely do that. That sounds like a blast, man. Can you think of a funner thing to do than a dungeon crawl co-op? Titan, Titanfall is pretty, is it Titanfall? Sorry, Titan, Titan Tower, Tower Fall, Tower Fall. Sorry, that weird little late bit looking game, battle game on the PS4 and uh, Ouya and PC. That's maybe the most fun I've ever had on a console in a very long time. But uh, Diablo's got what I need. And so, yeah, we'll play that way. It would be nice. I'll say this one last thing. It would be very nice if the game would somehow... Um, let me move my PC save over there so I could continue on with my high-level characters if I wanted to. If that stuff was exchangeable, kind of a Battle.net um, syncable kind of cloud save that just would sync across platforms, I would be so happy about that. I mean, they already, I mean, the PC and the Mac version, that is what you're doing is the cloud save. So certainly they can do it, but it would be really cool if the console versions would, would uh, share those saves and just be one save across all platforms. Um, I know they won't and they can't because there's the games play differently. And I don't know, I, the, the, the separate garden in which the consoles live in versus the PC version lives in. I totally get why they would want to keep that separate and whole unto themselves. But a guy can dream. We have 
some uh, undocumented changes on the PTR. These are some of my favorite things that ever come out with these uh, these patches and updates. This is stuff on the PTR you didn't expect or didn't know were coming or changing. Small stuff. We know about the big things. There's huge class changes. I recommend everybody go check out the latest 2.1 notes and just peruse your favorite classes and see what's going on there because there's some there's some beef to eat. My my wizard is getting some serious buffage that I was not expecting. And as your doctor always says, eat plenty of buffage. All right. Uh, let's get to some of these here. Gold drops, uh, sorry, gold drops now show the amount of gold on the ground. So if you've got your uh, your labels turned on, tapping the alt key will toggle that on or off. You will see the amount of gold on the ground. So if there is three grand worth of gold just sitting in a pile waiting for you to pick it up, it'll it'll tell you as such. So that's nice. It's going to be kind of a cluttered mess. I guess you vacuum that up so it's not that big a deal. You just kind of run over it and it's gone. But there's a lot of stuff. And, you know, we're told this patch will also feature, is it this patch? Yeah, I think so. We talked about it last week. It will also let you vacuum your crafted, dropped crafted materials. And what's the other thing? Oh, gems. So maybe it won't matter. The screen at first will be just like, and then you'll walk a little bit and most of it will be gone. Uh, let's see, your last sum of gold within uh, minus five seconds shows in the lower right-hand corner. So if you picked up that gold and you're like, what did I just get? You can, if you missed it on the label, I suppose, or if you have labels off, you can just glance down to the right-hand corner and it'll say, you know, plus 5,000 gold or whatever. So that'll be good. Treasure Goblin Realm now exists after killing a goblin. Random chance to spawn portal. Greed is the boss. We told you about that. Kadalarha now says her other lines when getting rares and legs and stuff. Uh, so she's no longer just going, yeah, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. She has other stuff to say to you now. It'll feel a little bit more, I don't know, triumphant when you get something rad. The icon for reusable parts and forgotten souls has changed. I don't know into what yet. I've not seen it. Uh, there's a new cursor. I noticed this immediately. As soon as I got into the, to the PTR, I was like, whoa, that's not the same cursor as before. In fact, now I'm going to remind myself what it is. Let's see. Currently, I'm launching the game. See what we got here. Launching, launching. For some reason it's hanging. I don't know why. It usually doesn't. Okay, yeah. So it's an arrowhead right now in the current build, as you will notice, dear listener. And now launching into... Yeah, and the PTR, it's a hand. So we're back to the gloved kind of, uh, it looks like a little um, plate mail hand. I think that's like the Diablo 2 had a hand, right? Anyway, that's good news. If you're into that sort of thing. So new cursor. Uh, the gas from the uh, Grom Rift, you know the one with all the, the, like the puddles of goo that hurt you when you walk over them? They no longer hurt you or kill you. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. No no no! I got that I got that wrong. I thought that was the zone stuff with that swamp with the with the with the purple ooze. It's the Rift Guardian. Gom G H O M. I got it now. So he's the one that farts through the whole fight, <laughs> and there's a green mist everywhere the whole time. You know the one. That stuff doesn't hurt you or kill you after he's dead, because that's how it kind of worked. You had to wait forever for that stuff to clear to get your stuff, or you if you were resilient enough, I guess you could do it quick enough and get out of there. But that stuff is uh, becomes dormant when he's dead. Screen shake has been disa- uh, deleted and disabled for some spells and skills, but added for others. I have no specifics as to which ones. It'd be nice if they got rid of the screen shake in, is it Act 4 in town? Because you're in that keep and it's shaking all the time. I'd like that to stop, please. Can we remove that? I haven't gone and checked. Maybe they did. And then for those clickables and clickables fans, clickers and, cl- and kickers out there, some bad news for you. Lootable objects. These include chests, corpses, etc. Pots, whatever. By the way, I now call the, uh, the graveyard as the pottery barn. You'll know why if you've been there. They no longer spawn greater rifts. Or spawn, sorry, spawn in greater rifts. So these greater rifts that are coming, no lootable object spawns. Hmm. Right? That's not good. 
This makes Harrington's uh, waste guard and Sabor's nightmare useless because these are those things that would just sort of kill all the pots when you ran by. Or one of them isn't one of them where you uh, makes you run faster every time you 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 bust something up. But there are other. I I wonder if there are other breakables though. Still, like there's still objects in the game like gravestones or wagons or whatever that aren't clickable, but they're destroyable. And I the there's gear that if you're wearing it, it will give you 10 seconds of speed burst or whatever for for breaking anything, not just clickables or kickables. So don't know on that for sure. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll investigate some of this on the PTR, but. I'll tell you what, my initial time in there was a little rough. The the disconnects and the can't create anything and long load screens and kick me out to the login and stuff. That was pretty rampant. So I've only had just a, a taste uh, given how much crazy time there's going on right now. Bit of business here too to mention before, uh, real quick before we, uh, we move on. Near, uh, Nerdtacular 2014 is next weekend here in uh, Salt Lake City, specifically at Snowbird Summer Resort. And uh, we do it every year and it's a huge frog pants get together, big fan event. And it's great and it's fun and me and all the co-hosts from other shows and a bunch of people come, show up, talk, do uh, panels, sign a lot of stuff, hang out, play board games, give away things, blah, blah, blah. That means no show next week. This time next week, I'll be in the middle of panels all day on a Saturday and there will be no no podcast for the Diablo show next week. So a break next week, but back at it the very next and the very next after that for all 12 episodes of this season. Okay? So just letting you know, there's just no way for me to get away and do one in the weekend because it's the whole weekend. And a lot of you are coming and I'm stoked to see you there. So come by and see me. Say hello. Let's have a good old time. Okay? All right. Hey, Diablo Show. This is Jeremy. I was just calling. I had a quick question about uh, the higher torment difficulties. Uh, in your opinion, what would be the most uh, effective attributes or statistics to go after like resistance, uh, damage reduction, or life on hit. Any input would be much appreciated. Thanks, sir. Bye. I tend to lean toward element resistance and um, tuning all of my passives and stuff to give me as much survivability as possible. That's because I primarily play this wizard and he that's sort of my focus there. Um, so for ex- uh, example, I use Galvanizing Ward as one of my passives. A lot of people think I'm crazy for using it, but it has saved my can in some pretty rough situations and scenarios. It does this. As long as you have not taken damage in the last five seconds, you gain a protective shield that absorbs the next six... Well, it's a huge number that changes based on gear, so I can tell you the number. But it absorbs a huge bunch of damage. And that has saved me during elite fights and boss fights and rift fights more times than I can tell you. And a lot of times, that's a really nice... Um, passive to be running while you're doing mirror image because the mirror image guys are rolling around uh, casting the same spells you have up. So, uh, and I have another rift I, or another uh, passive I run with them where their damage actually isn't just all fake and and you know it's not just a big ruse. They actually do twenty twenty percent of your damage with their damage. So when I have those two running at once, what I'm getting is this really nice bonus of distraction. So they're aggroing the mobs which gives me five seconds of no damage, which gives me bubble, which gives me a lot of permanence in the fight. And I can do a lot more stuff on higher torment levels. So that's one example. But when it comes to gear and what I'm trying to re-roll for or what I'm gemming for and that sort of thing, it's always, oh, I just realized I have a brand new chest and I haven't gemmed it yet. Crap, forgot to do that. It's part of this set piece, that, and I got the set bonus and forgot. I just went ahead and said, yeah, set bonus, sweet, and I forgot to gem it. Anyway, point is that uh, I'll do that later today. What was my point? My point was that, uh, yeah, I, I, I gem for survivability, whatever that ends up being, and I gear for that um, over damage, even though I'm, I'm doing okay DPS-wise. It's all right. So I'm putting as much intel intelligence on my stuff as I can uh, where I can, but I'm favoring gear. It helps me live long. So even some passive traits on a sword or something, if it favors survivability over damage output, I will usually do that. Now, that's just because I do a lot of solo stuff. That doesn't, doesn't necessarily benefit me in a bigger, you know, in a group with more going on where I would probably just want to contribute more damage because I'm more protected nat- uh, natively by just having everybody there. I mean, I don't know how, about you, or how you guys do this, but I roll solo about Torment 2. And... 
when I'm going, when I'm rifting with others, strangers or otherwise, it's three or four every time. And that seems to be right where I'm at and seems to be pretty good. So it may be an error and I'm, and I want to make that clear. This is my way of doing it or my approach. It's one of the things I love about the game is it supports many approaches. You can still be, find a very playable experience no matter what you do. Um, you know, I've already mentioned on the show, I'm one of those guys that doesn't try to gear specifically for theory crafted builds of perfection. I'm not really interested in that. I'm interested in what's fun. And, um, part of that for me is, is coming up with a build where I feel like my play style can, can flourish and right now. I'm loving it. So, uh, anyway, that's how I think about it. Generally speaking. Uh, so check this out. Uh, these are the, okay. So you've heard about the legendary gems that are coming. Some pretty sweet stuff in here. I'm going to read a couple of them. Uh, gem of increased damage against CC'd enemies. Oh, I want that because I freeze guys a lot and I would love to be able to, to bump stuff up. Um, the primary power of that is increased damage against enemies under effects of mind controlling or contr- uh, movement controlling effects. Uh, secondary is gain an aura that uh, reduces the movement speed of enemies within 12 yards. So that's kind of nice. The value on that is not, I don't have the values on a lot of these, but um, gem of steady aim. Uh Let's see. Damage damage you deal is increased by such and such value for every 10 yards between you and the enemy hit. Gem of primary skill or a hit harder. Gem of mini conduit. Uh, I'm going to skip down to some of these that are kind of more interested in my uh, opinion. Here we go. Gem of pet crit hand, uh, crit chance. Crit hands. Can't talk today. So you witch doctors with all your freaking crap running around. I mean, good lord, you guys. What are you doing? Every time I roll with a maxed out witch doctor he's got a he's got a herd <laughs> he brings the, he brings all the boys to the yard right nick hey. right the sun just came in uh gem of gold explosion big increased chance on uh killing an enemy to gain an explosion of gold so when they die just pow, and gold goes everywhere that's so great also, you get an increased movement speed for th- uh, three seconds after picking up the gold. That's pretty good. Anyway, there's a bunch of these, you know, gem of reduced requirement, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of stuff coming. I'm pretty excited about these gems. So more on that as we get closer to it. Exciting stuff all around. Hi, Scott. It's Ro. Grats on 10 episodes, and Thanks. I'm looking forward to a season two of the show. Thanks, man. Uh, something that's been on my mind when it comes to Diablo 3 is the expected lifespan of the game. Diablo 2 had a hardcore following that stayed with the game for years. I mean, they just even had a ladder reset recently. Do you feel Diablo 3 can have that same kind of magic? Is a second expansion inevitable, especially considering how the story of Reaper of Souls ended? I There's some major loose ends there. Or perhaps, instead of a second expansion, do you think Blizzard might experiment in the realm of DLC? The fact that they're making so many changes and additions with 2.1 to me shows they're far from saying they're finished here. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Ro. Good friend of the show. Um, I've said this somewhat on previous episodes, but I'll reiterate and, and pinpoint to your question specifically. I do not think, and they have said as much, that DLC is, I don't think they're going to do DLC, and they've said they don't think they're going to do that. They like the expansion model. They always have. Mm, You know, if the industry is enough of a push and pull in one direction or another, perhaps one day they are forced to release content in quote unquote the DLC way, right? But I don't see that happening anytime soon. They certainly don't have to. I mean, I would argue Loot 2.0, uh, and some of the content p- patches they've done since are like DLC anyway. They're 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 sizable, interesting chunks of content. But I think they reserve like new story, new acts, new zones, new enemies, new villains, new whatever. They they save that stuff for for expansions. I believe this is my own opinion. They have not indicated this one way or the other. But I think we are on the road to multiple expansions for this game. Not unlike what they do with StarCraft. I think we end up with at least two more to kind of round out this game. 
Now, does that mean they turn right around and make make four Diablo four? I don't know. But I think if you did enough with these next two, assuming there are two more expansions, you do enough with those, you have just extended the lifespan with enough content and enough stuff to do for a good decade. And if Diablo 2 could do what it did with what it had, I guarantee you 3 can do with can do that. And that kind of goes to your other question. Does the game have the same legs? I think it does. I don't think it did until 2.0 and Reaper of Souls. I think it does now. It's got more than enough legs to carry it forward for a very long time. And if they keep supporting it the way they are and we keep seeing the cool stuff they're adding, changing, and tweaking like they have been, I, there's, there's absolutely no question in my mind. Keep one thing in mind. Their business model with Diablo is not the same as WoW. People are getting subscript. They're getting subscription money from everybody at some level to maintain that game and to put out new content. And they're still selling expansions, including, you know, plus monthly. So some of that includes big updates. If, you know, if we want them to keep making this, they have to have a way to make money doing it. And I think the way they make the money is new expansions more frequently and keep adding it to the core game. Now, they may have something totally weird up their sleeve that no one's thought about, and that would be fine too, but uh, yes, they have the legs. No, they're not doing DLC. And uh, and hell yes, the game is awesome right now. <laughs> that much I know. So, these... Uh, you heard of this? Rem- I don't know how to sell, spell it or say it, pronounce it. I know how to spell it. It's uh, Ramalandi. Ramel- Ramalandi. There you go. Ramalandi's gift. It's the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> All right. So this is more forum stuff. Someone asked. Let's say I have a chest, and uh, it's got strength, vitality, armor, resistance, all blah blah blah. Can I use this item to get past the four slash two system? and have all of its stats plus three sockets. Also, if I have a piece of gear already rolled with sockets, can I re-roll the socket to something else, then use this item to get sockets on it with an extra stat? I don't think I've any uh, seen any solid information about this. The description on the page was vague. Their answer is this. Present, uh, presently. Presently. <laughs> Ramalama Ding Dong's gift has an incorrect tooltip and patch note which makes it very confusing to decipher how it's supposed to work. So you weren't wrong in wondering what was going on there. Also, the item is not yet fully implemented, which means it can't be looted right now, even though it's dropping on the PTR. We are aware of that issue, and we don't have an ETA to share at the moment and when we expect it to be 100% functional. That being said, here's how the gift is currently intended to work. This is all with the caveat that it's still under development and potentially subject to change, like everything at Blizzard. Okay, so here's your checklist, right? Some good stuff here. It will only, uh, sorry, it's consumable, right? Use it once and it's gone. It will only add a socket to the unsocketed weapon. It only works on weapons. Not helms, not chests, nothing else. It will only work on enchanted weapons. I'm sorry, not only. It will work on enchanted weapons, all weapons. But enchanted weapons also, so long as they don't have a socket. So it just needs to be an unsocketed enchanted weapon. It effectively adds an item affixed to the, in the form of a socket. So basically, it adds a socket. <laughs> Durr. Some clarification there. We'd gotten some emails about that, too, and I didn't read them here, but wanted to at least mention them. Speaking of better deals, you guys, Nephilim Rifts? Check this out. I don't know if this is good or bad. You guys are going to have to pipe in on this, actually. Because I don't know how I feel about it. But the cost to open Nephilim Rifts in the PTR has been reduced from five Rift Fragments total to one Rift Fragment per player. All right, so you think, oh, that's all I got to do is just pay down one and then hop in? Kind of. Each player must pay the one, fifth, uh, the one rift fragment cost in order to enter the rift. Here's the kicker. And I didn't have time to check it, but this is how it's supposed to work. So I got into PTR, got into a public rift, thought there's a chance for me to try this out. Okay. This is Nephilim rifts, normal rifts, not greater rifts. Okay. I went up to the portal, couldn't get in. Clicked on the dude's flags, couldn't get in. I kept getting a message saying, once this rift has started, you can't enter it. That led me to believe that I had to wait for it to be done before I could play with these guys. Now, 
I got out, read this patch note, and went, oh, I think what I had to do is go talk to Zippy over there, Mr. See-Through Man, right? What's his name? Nephilim Man. Who's always going, careful, brave warrior, that guy. Supposed to go talk to him and pay him pay him a, a, a fragment, and then he'll let me in. Now, that's fine. I think that's great. That's a, Here's my ticket. Put me on the bus. We all understand this at a very basic level. Drive my car, put gas in it. I get it. Buy my lunch, put money down. It's the same thing. I'll quit using metaphors now because you guys understand completely, I'm sure. Uh, but I don't think the air that the other stuff threw was very good. I think those errors should have said, this riff has already started. You need to go pay Slappy over there a riff fragment and get in there if you want to go in now. So that being said, if they can make that just a little less uh, vague, I, mean, once, I guess once you figure it out, it's fine. But there are going to be some players who go in there going, now what? This is different. How come I can't go in? I mean, it's going to seem very different to them. Especially if they haven't been paying attention to to notes or fiddling in the in the PTR or whatever. When this goes public, it'll be a little bit weird. Uh, so I think they can avoid a lot of that with a better tool tip there. But the point is that once you get in and you pay, I think that's a great way to do this. I think instead of this kind of fixes some of the problems people have with uh, Rift It Forward and some of the, the the strange kind of caveats that that creates in terms of who's paying and when they pay and all that. You you all pay. You just you pay a one to get in and you go. I like that a lot. And it's cheaper. Keep that in mind. So one to get in. If you're on your own, one. If you're with four, four of your buddies, still one. Three of your buddies, I guess. I don't know. I feel like this is a good move. I like it. Just make it more clear, Blizzard. Hey, Scott. This is Brian. I called last week about the console version. Um, I was thinking about upgrading my computer partially so I can play the uh, desktop PC version. And I was wondering, what do you suggest for a video card that will allow you to access all the uh, effects and uh, goodies in the game? Uh, anyways, great show. Thanks a lot. Okay. So anything that's, you know, last couple of years or so is going to be totally fine. Keep in mind the game's two years old now. So uh, a card that you could buy, let's say, in 2013 or 2014 is going to be wonderful with everything pretty much as high as you want it to be, either on the NVIDIA or the ATI side. I mean, you could go crazy and get the highest end thing ever. I don't know if I'd recommend doing that, but you could. Uh, my card is a... Oh, I always forget. What card am I using? Checking in. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. GTX 680 is what I've got. And it screams. No, no problems, no issues on any game, let alone Diablo. So... I think that's a safe range somewhere in the uh, the 600 series. If you're looking to kind of stay there, you can get a 700 series if you want. You can go crazy and buy a Titan. I am partial to NVIDIA, so I kind of don't have a lot to say about ATI cards, but I'm sure there are plenty there that uh, that are worth using. Are they still ATI? Or are, they, are they AMD branded now? I know AMD bought them, but do they still sell them as ATI? I don't even know. This is why I'm a terrible person to ask for that question. Because I don't know, man. But uh, anything in the last couple of years and you'll be fine. Totally fine. We've got some more uh, calls here we're going to get through. Because we're giving away a skateboard here soon. Ooh, two weeks contest. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you submitted your name for consideration. And I have picked at random one of you. And I'm going to tell you who you are soon. And then contact you via email to let you know that you have won. And I've decided that since you guys were so cool in being a part of this, but there's only one to give away, and I feel bad. When the more people that entered, the worse I felt about giving it just to one person. I will also be giving five random people a free... Uh, I don't know if it'll be a sticker or a print. i got to decide this. Either a sticker or print of our album art, signed by me, the art I did, uh, to five random people in that grouping. So you don't have to enter again. You'll just you'll just get contacted. So a little something extra for everybody who tried. Or for some of you who tried. At least five of you who tried. They'll say that. So five winners of that and then the skate deck. We'll get to all that in a second. We got a call here about elective mode. It's a good reminder. Diablo Show, just a quick tip. I'm amazed at how many people do not know about elective mode. 
It is where you can choose what buttons and what mouse configuration you've got and what perks and spells you use. Again, Paragon 500s, don't know about it. Just something people may want to see. It's true. There's people I've seen people with way, way down the, the pipe of Paragon and they're like, what, really? I can do that? Again, this is a thing, and I've said we we have talked about this on the show, so you probably just missed this caller, but we talked pretty in depth about it a couple of weeks ago. It was something I remember hearing about very early in the release of the game. It was maybe the first patch, and they put it in because people were just screaming for it. And it's just kind of a buried option in the in the options. That's the problem, is it's not super obvious. I feel like it should just be default, but they've chosen not to do that. Um but it makes it so you can assign anything to any button to any mouse to any any of your four action bars or action uh, slots, any of that stuff is configurable to be anything you want it to be. So in theory, you could be real dumb and have like key one tied to your primary attack. You'd normally put on your mouse button and your secondary attack could be key four for who knows why. And then apply some, you know, cooldown effects to stuff. You could do, I don't know, something weird on your, on your mouse. And I'm sure plenty of people do some kind of strange combo of those things, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it bears repeating. It should be, it should be told to people who don't know. Go enable elective mode. Well, even that name, elective mode, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything unless you know what's going on. It's real weird how they buried that. But I appreciate you guys uh, reminding us because I think that's important. All right. Hey, Scott. Crusader Ned Stark. I had a quick question. My favorite thing in Diablo 2 was the Uber Tristam runs where you would get the three organs and open up the Spiritrist that had... Bale, Diablo, and Mephesto all, like, super buffed up. Do you think they're going to have anything like that in this game? Some sort of, like, uh, really hard thing at the end? Uh, love the show. Keep up the good work. Would love that. That'd be great. So imagine a Rift Guardian fight thing that was super in-game and hard to get to and you needed special stuff to get in there or whatever. It had to be a certain Paragon level or some crazy requirement, and then in there is Diablo and Death pairing off doing their thing or maybe all the bosses the sub bosses in the game and you got to work through them to get to the final thing or i don't know but yeah i I miss those those kinds of things i mean you know i have to imagine there's so much there's got to be so many meetings with team three where they talk about these ideas you have to think this has come up they have to dip back and go you know what what was cool about diablo 3 this what what if we implemented it this way i'm sure these conversations happen every day but that'd be great all in for me Hey, Scott, this is Jason, a.k.a. Just In Case, on many of the games I play. I was just wondering, what's your, what are your most annoying uh, trash mobs? Thanks very much. Love the show. I wanted intense music to answer that question because I hate these mobs so much. I may have brought this up on previous episodes, but I really don't like the succubus who show up a lot in act three and four and hurl those fireballs they're super mobile they fire at range they're a giant pain to hit and kill when they are elites themselves they are murderous the fireballs that they chuck do real damage to squishy characters I am always in a world of hurt when they are around, and I will often focus on them, focus fire them down before I ever touch whoever I'm supposed to be killing. And if I get into a, a fight with a rift guardian or a end boss of a of a bounty or something, and I just happen to wander into it with them in tow, or they were nearby, they weren't even part of the encounter; they were just random. I, I curse, I curse the planet when that happens. I freaking hate them. So they're my most hated. I also don't like those guys that disappear between, I don't know their names, but the ones that disappear in the walls and rotate around you, kind of kind of kite around you real fast. They're kind of ghosty. They're super mobile. I hate those guys. They never hold still. I hate them. So those two are the, they're, they're my least favorite. Nothing else really bugs me. The big turtle shell guy that like comes at you and then puts his two things down and creates a bubble around him for a while where he can't be hit. That guy bugs me too. Mostly because he's got a ton of hit points and I, I can't stand waiting for the bubble to leave. I'm the only one that wants a bubble here. You know? I should be the one with the bubble. <laughs> All right. The time has come. The big moment. We 
we are going to give away the custom skate deck, only one in existence. Uh, exists nowhere else. He's never got manufactured or mass produced. It is signed by the entirety of Team 3. Everybody who works on Diablo signed it. It's signed in, um, silver, yeah, I guess silver Sharpie marker by them all. And it is beautiful. I doubt you want to ride on this. Well, you can do with it whatever you want. But if it were me, I'd hang this up. I'd put it somewhere in prominence and I would never let it go. That's what I would do. But we have a winner. Like I said, hundreds and hundreds of you entered. Only one shall win. And I'm about to give the name of the person who won. And it isn't you, Nick. You didn't win it. Sorry, buddy. You have to use your crappy old penny board. (laughs) He really wants this, but we got to do right by our listeners here. So here we go. The big winner of the Blizzard uh, Diablo-themed custom skate deck. One of a kind, never going to be made again. Goes to Shane Santoso. Shane, S-H-A-N-E, right, Shane, I hope? Oh, yeah, it's in your email here. Santoso, which is a strange last name, but whatever. S-A-N-T-O-S-O. Shane, you are the lucky winner. Congratulations. May we all be as lucky as you. This was your one chance to win anything big in your life, and I hope you enjoy it. Don't write it. Hang it up. All right, nicely done. Thanks, everybody, for entering. We'll have more contests in the future, more cool stuff. I have some stuff right on the tail of this and some uh, future upcoming episodes. So there's plenty to do, plenty to win, plenty of excitement to have. So we hear, uh, that's what we do here in the, uh, on the podcast. And I say we, I mean me. All right, we've got some people to thank because um, the Diablo show Loot Pinata, which is available at frogpants.com slash store, has been doing well this week. And there are some people from last week and this week I want to thank for uh, helping support us through the pinata. It includes signed album art, stickers, coasters, uh, comic strip prints, stuff you're not going to get anywhere else. whole bunch of things. Uh, and it helps support the show. It helps keep this show alive. We'll have, I want to mention this, if, if season two happens, there'll be a brand new loot pack of different, some sort of different type. We haven't decided yet. But uh, that's something to look forward to as well. Collect them all. That's at frogpants.com slash store. It's the Diablo 3, or excuse me, the Diablo show loot pinata. Big thanks to Sean Putnam, Alexander Panslev, Peter Olberg, Brian James, Andrew Barlow, Jack Nissen, Nilsen, uh, Terry Top. Terry Top, that's a cool name, Terry Top. Uh, Jeff Williams, Martin Israel, Joseph Para, Christopher Smith, so many more who have helped support us that way. Makes a huge difference, you guys. You don't even know. Well, maybe you do because I just told you. Anyway, big fan of all your support. Thank you guys so much for doing that. And that's going to do it for this episode of uh, this here show. It's the 10th episode. 11 and 12 right around the corner. Again, a break next week. No show for the uh, Nerdtacular week. There will be no show. There's no shows of, two, of any kind really next week. <laughs> except live ones at the event, and we'll put those up on feeds and stuff. If you do want to catch all that stuff live, starting uh, Friday morning at 10 a.m., uh, you may want to get on there a little bit earlier. If you're not coming, we're streaming it all, uh, internet willing, and that will be over at frogpants.com slash live. So uh, go to slash store, pick up a loop pinata, and then go to slash live and have some free content all weekend long. going to be way, way fun. Our website is frogpants.com slash Diablo. Our email address is thediabloshow at gmail.com. Please use that liberally. If you want me to find us on Twitter, want me to find us on Twitter, <laughs> at, at the Diablo Show for the show, at Scott Johnson for me. Uh, feel free to follow, listen, learn, talk back. We engage with everybody. Love to hear from you guys. And call us. That's the most important thing. We love the audio content you guys are sending in. The calls are, are freaking wonderful. We had so many this week, I had to hold over a couple of them for next week. But please keep them coming. Uh, fill me up over the next couple of weeks, all right? Phone number is 206-278-0553. That's 206-278-0553. That's going to do it. Stay tuned for not only Deckard Kane, but the primeval himself, Diablo, called in. 
All right? So stay tuned for those. You guys are awesome. We'll see you next week. Hello, this is Deckard Kane. Today's letter comes from S. Johnson at frogpants.com. He writes, Dear Deckard, where the heck are you, man? Well, S. Johnson, it just so happens the question is more like, where the hells are you? I've somehow found my way into the burning hells, and I can't seem to get out. I've tried everything. Siri, help me find a way out of the burning hells. I'm not sure about outs for hills. No, the burning hells. Here's what I found on the web. No. Siri, find me a way to fight Diablo. That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. Ah, this thing is terrible. Thanks, friends, for staying a while and listening. Hi, Scott. Diablo here. I just wanted to call in and thank you for dedicating the whole show to me. That's pretty cool, man. There is one thing, though. I'd really appreciate it if sometime you'd maybe encourage your listeners not to come and kill me so much. Like, I'm just here hanging out with Liara's soul and stuff, and we like to just chill sometime, but you guys keep on running up into heaven and just beating on me and all my friends. Mephisto keeps calling me up and he's like, Hey man, these dudes keep coming in and killing me because Scott Johnson is giving them pro tips. That's not cool, dude. So, if possible, maybe just ease up on the killing Diablo thing just for a show or two. Thanks again, your pal, Diablo. about this and other shows, visit frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.